I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words podcast. We're back after a major championship. Uh, well done to you guys on uh, picking some good selections. I was uh, I was terrible. I, I, I'm just going to get it out there. I don't think I ever felt like I needed to apologise for my picks, but uh, this this week I did. Uh, I think Neiman was the only one that made the cut, and then you might as well not bothered. So, um, luckily, Jason put Sheffler and Zalatoris up, and, and Brad, if memory serves, you had some people up there as well. Um, so all in all, a, a decent week. Just uh, just don't listen to me. <laughs> a bit harsh, mate. Yeah, well, you know, if anyone's, I'll get it out of the way before people start slacking me up. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't worry about it. Oh, I don't, don't worry too much about it. Um, I will stop coughing on the podcast. That was one of the other criticisms last week. Uh, yes, I did nearly die on the podcast last week, and uh, I, I will try not to do that this time. Um, Jason, I come to you first. Thoughts on the US Open in general? Great course, great, uh, yeah. great setup, and, and really good finish. It's brilliant. I mean, tournaments, tournaments are proper tournaments when you can feel the tension in your own home, however many thousand miles away you are. It's brilliant. I mean, yeah, I was knackered and uh, fallen asleep, but not because of the tournament. It was, it was amazing. You know, for all the Rory did what Rory unfortunately has been doing. Um, let, let's look at it. You know, recently the only reason he's won is a 62 in the final round at Canada mm. you know yeah, he's had thousands and thousands of chances well, not thousands but you know, tens of chances um, not having a go at him when he's great he's great but it's it's got to be a concern um, and then yeah you look down you know I mean the winner was obviously he was awesome when he was uh, yeah. just calmed everything really, like I said in the tweet Billy Horshaw a few weeks ago said get on with it when he was faffing about over at the club and yesterday, I think he was the fastest player on the course. I mean, yeah. Lit, looked at a shot, took the club out, bang, set it up, bomb, finished. You know, he was no messing about. Yeah. Uh, and on a course like that, which, you know, you would think probably required a lot more thought, he was superb. You know, Willie's Alatoris, I mean... What's he got to do? <laughs> well, yeah, what is it? Exactly, what's he got? When you look at it, I mean, it's, look at the leaderboard. It's, you know, it's got so many top half dozen. Absolutely outstanding. And the difference was... 148 foot putt, you know, um, you know, Rory missed that three footer, I think, for birdie on Saturday night, I think it was. Uh, you know, these little things, you know, they're, they're just they're so tiny, aren't they? It's just Scheffler burnt the hole of about four holes in the row. Yeah. If they go in, no one gets anywhere near him. It's, yeah. it's just, it's fantastic. You know, it's uh, it was an also I thought it was fantastic, brilliant event, and and they should play there quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with all that. I think yeah. I think we mentioned Brad, didn't we, before? Like the the US Open leaderboards do tend to just reward the very best in form, and mm. um, Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris have been two of the best all season without winning. Definitely the two best that haven't won. Um, yeah. I think Fitz is now top of the strokes game total uh, metric. Uh, and when you look at the, like, the second round, you had Joel Damon, Tyburn, Morikara, and you have mm. Buckley, Hostler, Hardy. Patrick Rogers and E. Smith, all of them inside the top 10. Then eventually, like 54 holes in, you get Fitz, Zalatoris, Rahm, Bradley, Hadwin, Scheffler, Burns, Rory. Like, it separates itself, doesn't it? Yeah, the, cr- the cream rises to the top. It's the tens, it, that's normally how it goes in the majors, we know. Yeah. And that was the case here. And, yeah, it was that finish was brilliant. You know, it was either Fitz, I mean, Scheffler thought, he thought, I thought he was going to, after his like, front nine, I thought he was going to, 
you know, get a bit of a gap going there and uh, building it. And obviously had them two bogeys, opened it right up. And it was just a brilliant finish. And Fitzpatrick thoroughly deserved. And we said last week, I feel we felt as if we <laughs> might be jumping off at the wrong time. And we did. Um, but who cares? Because it was just, how can you not root for him? He's... He's such a great golfer and he's got a great head on his shoulders and, you know, he's worked so hard for this. So it was, it was great to see him get it over the line and first one in America and it's, it's the US Open. So it's it's huge. And uh, that that mistake down the last, you start to think, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, but what what a bounce back shot you know it's, it wasn't sitting that oh well, he had a good lie but there was a bit of worry that he could hit the lip well he, he uh, said himself didn't he like if i could have one shot this week that i really didn't want it was a fairway bunker shot and he played yeah. like a champion yeah he did and all he had to do was two putt it really and it was fantastic yeah i um, um i I, you know, I think like it was really refreshing and i don't want to make a habit of of not being you know, having someone in the running on sunday but it was actually really refreshing just to watch a golf tournament not sweating <laughs> yeah. a bit like I know like I just I just I just enjoyed watching Matt Fitzpatrick and I've been mm-hmm. I've been critical of the guy quite a lot and I remember back when he made that comment about Bryson like oh you know that's not what golf is like anyone could do that and I just said to him well go and do it then like if, if anyone could do it you do it and then you'll win some more um and he hasn't gone to that that effect but he has lengthened his, his driver I remember Billy Foster saying that he's got his kind of has, this yeah. longer driver and all of a sudden like he was out in front of Zalatoris basically every time he was not short um and he's straight with it and that, that that's a that's it's his a... flight as well it's like he hits it like a dart doesn't it it's like yeah. it's, 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 it just travels it's um yeah, yeah it's, the only time i felt like he lit himself down. was it 14 when we were just talking about this off air where like he hit he hit it right up to the green didn't he and 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 had a pitch in and and was like 20 feet short whereas Zalatoris sort of laid up and, and hit it to six feet or whatever but like other than that, like there wasn't really any any mental errors. It was it was just really really solid golf, and he made those putts that we worry about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was switched on the whole way through, and uh, yeah, thoroughly deserved. What and, an event! And, and interestingly, too, that both of those guys are players that we've said that like it wouldn't matter if it was if the major championship was their exactly. first PGA Tour win. Like I had no doubts that either of them could win at any level. It's just when it's going to happen and. It happened to be when Fitzpatrick was twenty-five to one, and basically a short. Like he's not going to get shorter than that unless he starts doing Scheffler type things, which I don't necessarily think he will. Like he's not mm. going to be a golfer that gets much shorter than twenty-five to one. I mean, what is he now for the Open twenty-five? I'm guessing, and that will Most probably go out a little bit. Um, I imagine if, if he has a couple of bad weeks, so uh, not to wish it on him. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him fulfil his potential. He's a he's a mm. real big English golfer and one that's you know one of our top hopes. He's twenty to one in the market, so he's actually shorter than uh, Morikawa, Spieth, Smith, Shoffley, Zadatori. So um, that's about as short as he's going to get. And he was twenty five to one last week, and then we didn't go there. I'd, I I won't necessarily beat myself up about it, um, but by the same token, it was you know fairly obvious, wasn't it? So. Um, are we ready to go into the BMW International Open, or is there more you wanted to chat about, Jace, on the US Open? No, no, not at all. No, it was, as you say, it was what it was, and uh, there we are. It's quite interesting to see mo- a lot of them come over this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently it's only like two-hour drive or something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? I mean, it's, it depends how they're affected, but I can't see. You know, I'm sure we'll go into it. I don't see the likes of. Um, Scheffler being affected particularly much, uh, you know, whereas I do see, for whatever reason, 
you know, the likes of Rory, um, yeah, being very affected by it, but we'll see. Yeah, worth, worth a discussion on that one. But let's go to... Brad, any more thoughts on your side before I move on? No, no, all good, no. mate. Let, let's, let's go over to Germany and the BMW International Open then. And uh, look, Billy Horschel's a 12-1 to favourite. He's obviously just won the Memorial, so you can you can see why he'd be so short in the market. But then up comes Louis Ustays in 22-1, to Thomas Peters 22-1, to Jordan Smith 22-1, to Ryan Fox and uh, Wiesberger 25-1, to and Sergio Garcia 28. Um, bit of a mix there. Uh, Jace, it's a mix of high-profile players and in bad form, and a mix of slightly lower high-profile players that are in really good form. It's it's an interesting market, I think. Yeah, but I couldn't blame you if you wanted to have your nuts on uh, the jolly. Hmm. Um, I mean, I can't back Horsham, as you know, just because I can't back Horsham. You, you don't know. like him, but um, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you take that away when you when you do have a pun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've got to be honest, I mean, I, I'm struggling to see how he doesn't contend. I mean, we try and avoid him as much as possible. But really, he's absolutely different gear, isn't he? If he, if he mm. wants to turn up and he wants to win this, I, I, I don't see him getting beat. Um, I only fancy one against him out of the field. That's Victor Perez. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I look at it. I mean, when he wins, he's won the Memorial by four shots three weeks ago. He's beat John Rambles, El Torres, Cantley, Shuffler, Homer. Um, before that, he's got top 12 at Torrey Pines, six at Scottsdale, and at Bay Hill. You know, he won at Wentworth when really, a sing- you know, he, he won it that a lot easier than a single shot. Um, but it meant to on the final day, wasn't it? Um, that's it. I, 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 I'm genuinely not going to waste my time other than expect him to win but can't back him or back Victor Perez, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Make the uh, make the case for Victor Perez for us then, and then we will go into uh, well, our other bits. Oh, I haven't been. I mean, I know you've put, been putting up Perez for quite a while now, hmm. uh, and he's not been doing too bad, has he? He's getting, no, you know, solid. He's yeah, he's fixing average efforts, but he's actually suddenly found a whole load of form, as you know. Um, but just talking about um, uh, Billy Horshaw and Wentworth, and I said this to you a thousand times before. <laughs> Just the best, one of the best iron displays I've ever seen was Victor Perez when he was second to Tyrrell Hatton at Wentworth. I just thought that it was just incredible. I genuinely thought it was up there with the best in the game. And he hasn't kicked on from that. Uh, but when he did that, he found 11 shots over the field. And I think, um, I'm not saying there's a direct correlation, but you have got the likes of Danny Willett and you have got the like, you know, there are certain players that have appeared here over the years where you could say that, um, Maybe it's the class. I don't know more than more than the actual track. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there is there's something there when you look at that sort of sort of great. Um, and he's been over the last month. He's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, he was eighth in Spain. Give you a little sign. Um, and then when he won and beat, you know, he played well. But I mean, obviously Ryan Fox should have won it. Uh, that isn't really the grade. But then he goes on. I think when you look at his stats over the last over that win and then when he's third at um, the European Open. They, they are him getting back to what he did at Wentworth. And that's the benchmark that I set for him personally, despite his... Um, well, he got beat by Billy Horschel, didn't he, in the match play a couple of years ago, I think, made the semi-finals. Uh, and obviously, he's got the top 10 at Sawgrass, which is top three. But you can pick those out. You can pick those out from a lot of players. But it was just... I thought the last month, six weeks, have really shown the sign that he's coming back to that sort of form that I saw at Wentworth two years ago. Um, it's on tour tips. 
you know, he, he's led and comes second uh, to the green. He found over 13 shots at both of those. Everything about him is just looking fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he could find a bit on the greens, but against this grade, I think continually finding greens and continually getting the odd part, I think he's going to be absolutely good enough, to be honest with you. Um, he's found over 70% of the greens in regulation at both those tournaments. Yeah, he's gone to US Open. We were all on him last week, weren't we? Yeah. Um, for, you know, top Continental, top Perez, top whatever. Hmm. Um, top Victor Stelwell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I thought actually after the first one, I thought, well, just hold in there. Just hold in there and then and go to the weekend. But mm-hmm. sadly, he didn't. But I'll, I'll forgive that. It's not a problem. Um, he comes over. He didn't play the weekend, so he wasn't battered about on Saturday. You know, for me, I, I think class wise, he's got third in obviously Germany a couple of weeks ago. That suits him. That was a brute of a course. I know this isn't, you know, as lunatic as that is. But everything about him, he's second in total driving this year. Second in ball striking this year, top 30 in putting. You put that all together in this field. Yeah, I think he's got a great chance. Yeah, I think I think he's a guy that's going to benefit from this uh, decent run of events as well. Now, like I think you know we've spoken about it a couple of times. That like just no one's been able to get into a routine and a rhythm just because of the, the you know, DP World Tour schedule, which has not been friendly to those that are in form. I don't think and. Uh, you know, he's now got a chance to really elevate his game again, get back to where he was, uh, and I expect him to do it based on everything you just said. I don't think we could we could put it any better. So, um, I've gone. No, he from, could put it better. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't personally, but uh, maybe Brad could. But uh, look, <laughs> there's there's two guys around the same price, and and the first one for me, Bert Wiesberger. I never I never do it, uh, and normally because he's the number one on on the odds board every time, and this time he's he's slightly moved down, and for good reason. Like there's a couple of good guys ahead of him, um, but four top sevens in his last seven starts in Germany uh, really caught the eye for me. Three fifth place finishes, uh, including on this golf course, and like just we just know what Wiesberger's problem is. He's got two fourth and fifths here, and he, he just doesn't putt right. It's, it's no it's, yeah. it's no like there's nothing to be hidden from Bert Wiesberger. I don't need to tell people what his problems are. Um, but he's far and away the, the best iron and, and tees green player. So um, at 25 to 1, I'll just take a chance that it's going to click. Um, in... He's due, isn't he? Yeah, he is, the... he is due. And, and you know, I think I don't, again, we don't want to try and talk too much about this, but like just getting that first week of live out of the way, like I think just benefits. Like whatever reason, just knowing what, what kind of backlash you're going to get, just knowing whether you're going to get paid on time and all those sort of things that come with making a life decision like that. that you know, I just think getting out of the way and coming back and playing the DP World Tour, where he might only this might be his last event for ages. That could be an extra motivation. Uh, I don't think it will be. I think they'll let them play. But um, you know, all of that kind of factored into me that I think Wiesberg was a decent price at twenty five. So like, I just mm. it's the first time I've looked at him and gone, you know, what? he's a big price. Like, I, I would I wouldn't put him uh, behind Jordan Smith as as much as Jordan Smith's been brilliant. I wouldn't put him behind. Uh, who stays in on current form? I wouldn't put him behind Thomas Peters even really. I know he played well last week, but um, you know I think Fox deserves to be where he is. He's he's been you know pretty much elite, and Perez I'd actually argue is probably better placed than those guys there. So I, I just thought the twenty five to one was fair and, and not much too more on that. And then the other guy Brad that I thought was interesting was Larapa Bale. Like, it's the two time course winner. He loves it here, doesn't he? Um, yeah, two time course winner, two time winner this season. Uh, or in this calendar year anyway and uh, you know it just it's very obviously a career year for him like he, I know he's had 2014 and 15 were highlights but 
you just look at like the scalps that he's had in his career. Like the first three people he beat were like Monty by four shots, uh, Sergio in a playoff in this event, uh, Stenson again by a stroke in this event, uh, Roy McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, uh, the Abu Dhabi. Like he just he loves the big event. Even like you, you mm. look at his last three and they're not the same class. Joe Shulm, uh, Ategi. And then Adrian Alson, Jordan Smith, but they were all in really good form. But well, maybe Sean wasn't. But like the other three guys were, you know, playing some of their best golf, and he's just stood right up and been counted and won. And you know, he put one of the playoff losses he has got was when he had Bert Wiesberger and Thomas beyond his group. It, it just feels to me like he he can take advantage of where he plays well. Uh, I thought the 35 to one was fair. It's based on a couple of missed cuts, and um, I expect him to come Brad uh, back, Brad. Hmm. Yeah, I looked at him this morning. It was actually he opened at forties, and I thought that was that was big. And I think, I mean, even thirty fives, I think there's still so much juice in that price. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, as you alluded to, he's he's, he's really is uh, loves this place, and he's had a really good year. But the one thing that concerns me, obviously, is with the distraction at the moment with the. Of course, yeah. Um, because he's gone over to play that, and then prior to that, he's had that miscut at the European Open, and. Um, at the PGA, but that's, that can be forgiven. Um, but I just worry he might be burning out. He's, he's gone through a really like hot period. Obviously, the South African swing, he played really well. And yeah. DP World, um, sorry, the the Handa Championship, where he finished, he won that, didn't he? And the Qatar Masters, he had a fifth. So I just, I don't know, there's just... Uh, he, he, he's a good course horse, and he has been playing well this year. I just worry maybe if um, his form has dipped a little bit um but i think there is still enough juice in the price to to like for, for him to be appealable but i just that's what worried me i think more the distraction of the other tour at the moment um i'm kind of having that with a lot of players at the moment it's putting me off a few yeah. it's just how it, knowing how you know it's sort of like not knowing how players are going to react for like with what's going on in their heads you sort of want to see form on both after maybe like a couple of um, a few more weeks we might be able to see yeah, I said to um, I said to Sky on on the Mayo show. I just don't think you're going to know what value to put on form on the Live Tour until you know it's been a year or so. Like we'll just it's a completely different concept. It's 54 hole shotgun start. People are always going to dismiss that because it's not a format they like, and that, that's completely acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, the comments that you make about obviously just going off the boil, I completely agree with. My my main uh, the promise that I took from that was I, I never would have cared what he'd done in that major championship. It's just not it's not relevant to me. Um, he, he was never going to play well in there. Um, yeah, the missed cut yeah. at the European Open. He opened with 79 and bounced back with 72 and missed by uh, either one or two shots. And it's like, as long as he's bounced back from a really bad round, it was a really funky golf mm. course, a lot of really early ejections at that course. And then he played live and he and he finished inside the top 13. Not great in a 40 man, 48 man field, obviously, but uh, you know just fine. He, he was steady. Um, hasn't hasn't played since. So. I just wonder if it's that like that that hot patch he's had. Of course, and, uh, it is. that's the Rafa Powell really, over, isn't it? Like, it's more not even comparing the form from the live. I'm more feel like it, these players are mentally distracted right now, and some of them might it might affect them in a positive way. Oh, I'm going to go out and win on the, the DP World Tour, and another way they might be like, oh well, what, they might not be as motivated. Who yeah. knows? It's, 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 it's difficult to, to sort of um, to measure. Pass you know? through, yeah. It's it's like like Jason sort of said in the past, and I always ask these sort of questions to him, and he says you can't get inside of people's brains, and I think that's. That's the ultimate thing with this, right? Is it's just yeah. you, 
Sergio Garcia couldn't wait to get off the PGA Tour. He was having a right old, you know, bitch up and then played pretty poorly on the live. And, you know, Wiesberger might react badly. Rafa might react badly. But I think that's been factored in to both of their prices, actually. I think mm-hmm. I think because people aren't necessarily backing them as much at the moment because of or just maybe not liking them, which is, again, absolutely fine. Um, it, it kind of suits me, uh, that, that, that mm-hmm. kind of uh, area there. But I'll see it as an opportunity, maybe. If, if they play badly this week and play badly the week after, then you would say, OK, they're then committed to one thing. This, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, at the moment, it's the unknown. How yeah. it, you know, and I always kind of like the unknown. Like I, I, yeah. I, it doesn't seem to work out for me, but I, I always seem to <laughs> think that you know it could be an opportunity. Um <laughs> And Definitely. my next one up was Marcel Schneider, who is very in prices. He's 100 to 1, 66 to 1, 80 to 1. Um, mm-hmm. 100 to 1 with just five places or 80 to 1 with uh, seven. So uh, I would probably advise the 80 to 1, seven places. But I just, he's another one. Like, I'm going to discount the miscut at the US Open. Like, he's not the yep. player that I ever see contending there. Um, Jason, I don't know what your kind of thoughts are on on. You know, players are playing well on DB and missing cuts at majors. But seventh, fourth, and fifth before this, the fifth came at the European Open uh, in Germany in front of his home crowd. And and on, until his price shortens up to unbackable, a little bit like Mansell has and and others before him, like I, I just think he's worth carrying on with. Yeah, certainly. I, I think you're only playing for places, but yeah, um, yeah he's he's all them three you spoke about. I mean, I love Pablo, but. Um, I think that is. I think when he's gone off to. Sorry, if you don't mind me saying this, by the way. No, no. Just going back a little bit. You know, I think that's an admission of him going off. Um, Beesberger. I was. I listened to last year's and Beesberger was jolly. I think they're all mm-hmm. close to jolly. Um, you know, forty fourth at the living thing. Whether you care or not, <laughs> it's like I'm not being funny. It's like me playing, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's abysmal, and his form before that's gone. So. I looked at him again, like I say, I, you know, I don't think Perry should be bigger than him. Um, and Schneider, yeah, do you know what? Why not? Why not? He's playing well. He's hitting the ball well. He's, his form around here is not great. Yep. Um, is that pressure of playing at home? I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, that's like, that's my thoughts on the event, really. No, that's fair. I looked, at a few, I looked at a few, but Brad's gone for him, so he's not explaining them. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that they're just not good enough. I, I, that's it and I, that, I'm very very rare I always try and fight but I just think they're not good enough and that, that's it no well, I'll, I'll just launch into my second to last one Brandon I'll let you reel off yours back to back if you don't mind yes yeah, sure. um, so I'll go Ross Fisher who I, I, it's going to just end badly for me this season just keep backing this guy off a cliff but it just feels to me like if he's going to do it on a golf course this, this could be one of them he's got 2nd, 9th, 11th, 18th, 12th, 26th. He's missed his last two cuts here, but he played well last time out in Germany. I think he was top 30 there, and his ball striking's fine. It's, it's in good shape again. And I just have this I just have this knack that like he's going to do something at some point this season. And, and I mean, if, if people want the DP World type story to continue, like Russell Fisher's the epitome of it, I think. He's a guy mm-hmm. that has won multiple times on, the, on DP World Tour, stepped up in big events, and... You know, it's just been a lengthy career that's maybe been slightly disappointing on his behalf, but actually he's been a, a really, I think, storied and decorated uh, player of this tour. So I think he, he's a guy that will come in, and if there is any of those, you know, fragilities on those players that, you know, maybe got different motivations, distractions, etc., he's the type of person that can step forward. And 15th and 19th, his last two in strokes can approach to me. 
was enough to kind of take me forward. And I thought 100 to 1 was fair enough. It's basically been the price he's been all season, got, barring one week. a really good record here as well. Hasn't he has, it? yeah, just, just really strong. And, and we know he plays well in places he's done it before like he's yep. just he's just a repeat performer he is the, he is the type of player to show yeah. off like hundreds won seven places I thought, I thought was plenty good enough um again mm-hmm. i think like jason said he's probably playing for places whereas i think the the two i started with i think generally can win but uh yeah i'm, I'm happy to play at 20s one place so uh absolutely fine with that so brad you've now got a trio in this basically same price range yeah I was, uh, my interest. I was very uh i was debating whether to go one up the top I, I liked Fox because obviously he's, he's hitting the ball better than ever right now. But can I commit a 20, 22s, 25s mm. when you know you're so used to backing him at 30s and 40s? I know he's playing really well at the moment and uh, he's got an all right record here. Uh, tw- I think it was 20, I can't remember now. It was a 24th and a 14th, something like that. Um, but he's playing superb goal golf at the moment and uh, his ball striking is brilliant but I had to I sort of left him alone in the end and I went went a bit crazy with the long shots this week uh, 26th and 14th mate so you weren't far off both of them were back door um, <laughs> were finishes they? so I think I think your decision to I, I said this before about Fox maybe it's a decision to leave him out but I just he is the type he's the epitome a bit like La Bell, a bit like uh Perez, I guess, in a, in a sense that like you either want to find out whether they've still got it for five, six, seven events in a row, or yeah. you, you jump off of them. And we, we learned mm-hmm. at a completely different level. We learned the problem with jumping off of Fitzpatrick. Um, maybe it wasn't time to jump off of Fox, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll I take, take credit from the fact that uh, I'll take positivity from the fact that they were backdoor finishes. Definitely. I, and um, I, I ended up um, going for my first selection was Samuja at 100 to 1. I took him this morning. Uh, it was six places, William Hill. But the best now is 90 to 1 Betfred with an extra play seven, which might actually be the better play yeah. um, given the extra place. And I'm obviously broke through on the tour a couple of weeks back. He closed a round of 64, like backdoored it completely to win the Porsche Open. And it sort of came out of nowhere. He had a miserable run of three missed cuts. Um, but he made his debut last week at the US Open and he made a good account of himself. He got off to a bad start of around a 77, but then shot around second round of 67 to miss the cut on the number. And having a look at the stats, he did put the lights out to post that score, but still I see like nothing but positive rim like shooting that 67. He was loads of confidence coming into the week. And it's, it's always tough to know what to do with recent winners. It's, it's easy to sort of sometimes disregard them for a while especially in the manner that he won. But I think given his last couple of performances at the price, I thought he's a little bit disrespected. And he's played here once before. It was back in 2019, which was, I think it was his debut season on the tour. And he wasn't in the best of form at the time. He was struggling to make cuts. And he did miss the cut, but it was only by one. So he's got some experience here. And he's, sort of, he's developed a lot as a player since then. So I do think there's some serious value taking Samuja this week. He um eight eighteenth from first in the Porsche European Open as well. So talking about location <laughs> form, he's obviously yeah, yeah. playing some of his better stuff in Germany. It's it's like you say, it's really hard to quantify what you do with someone that's that's won recently <laughs> because tough. like you say, it's it's a backdoor win, which I think we were always kind of saying that was going to be the way he was going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it was quite extreme the way he done it. Uh, but, I think he just sat there and, and that was it and waited for it. But um 
You just don't know, do you? you, you, you it's floodgates either open or they don't. I mean, well, look at Richard that, Bland. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems up. a really disrespectful price for me. I don't know. I know it's a, a, a tough, of course, it's a tougher field. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was a really big price. And considering he was, he finished above most most of the DP World Tour lot last week, you know, and that 67, with that 67, it just really uh, did grab me this week. I think the uh, interesting thing as well is that we... we maybe discount a final round win and it's you know it's not quite the same as being in contention and winning stuff like that but all those other players have opportunities to do it like in some of the trees the Laurie kansas the richard mansell they could all come off the pace and win and they just don't like you know it's it doesn't really matter how you get it done you don't care he can find, he can find a seriously he's, he's like you're all rounder samudra he's not actually that particularly good at he's like he's like he's got no he's like it's, if you look at his stats he's sort of middle ground for everything and then mm. You can, if you look at it, when he does have his, um, when he does like finish well, um, he gets a really hot putter, which is shown last week and obviously the week he won. So um, that's it's, he is a, he is a solid all rounder though. Yeah, um, no, I like that one. And the next one, I don't know, I don't know if it's the next one in the list, but it's, um, he, this, is, this is as we were talking earlier about the unknown. This yeah. is the unknown. The, the, this was the mo- one of the most backed bets on odds checker earlier. Uh, yeah, and I, and as soon as I saw that, I said, "What have Brad and Sky been up to?" Uh, <laughs> and and here it is. Yeah, yeah, Kazuki Higa, hundred to one. I took it eight places with Ball Sports, um, but I think that's gone. But I think hundreds are still available with Paddy and Betfred, seven places. And yeah, as we were saying, he's not a familiar name to most, but he's he's a seriously top player on the Japanese men's tour. He's now inside the top 100 players in the world, ranking 84th. It's going to be a completely new experience as he hasn't competed on the DP World Tour before. I'm not sure he has, might have competed in a major or two in played, America. Uh, played the Zozo event. Oh, the uh, Zozo, that's it. I think he made the cut there as well. Um, I hope so, in a, in a Oh, it's a no cut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought that as soon as I said it. Um, yeah, there's obviously we said there's an element of unknown about how he will adapt and play. But what I do know is he's playing some really good golf at the moment. Uh, some of the stats, he's second in stroke average, fourth in greens and regulation, fourth in bogey avoidance, 26th in drive and accuracy and 46th in distance. He's just, as we were saying, with Samuja, but even Bay, he's like a solid player on this tour. He's yet to miss a cut in Japan. He's played nine events, winning twice, tied fourth and a tied sixth. Worst finish being a tied 37th. And yeah, it's a massive opportunity for him this week. Uh, I said earlier, it's a hard to know what to expect, but at the price, I believe he is worth the gamble given his form this year. But it's just, it's, you just don't know what you're going to get. Well, I Hopefully, said, perhaps. I said to Sky before, like, we don't. We actually are pretty open to it. But a lot of people will just discount form on, on other tools. It's just not relevant, right? And mm. and, and most of the time, it, it probably does it does play out that way. But like, Jiyong Kim was top 25 last week. Um, is it Brad T- I can't remember his name now. The guy that was Tinnell or something like that last week in, in the US Open that was um, right up there. He was like 31st. And it, like, yeah. they're people that come off the Japanese tour and they or the Asian tour and they're just playing well. And, and when mm-hmm. that happens, like something's happening. I mean, you go right back to bloody top, Todd Hamilton on the on the Open, and he d- certainly said it. Said Todd Sinnott was the person. Todd Sinnott, yeah, plays on the Aussie tour, but uh, he also plays on the Japanese tour, yeah. So you you just it does translate sometimes, and um, 
whether Kazuki Higa is the one that does it, I don't know. But uh, exactly, you've got a guy that's banging form, haven't you? So I think it's because I follow the the Japanese tour, and so I, I, I kind of sometimes watch some streams as well. And I <laughs> and I, I just uh, yeah, I'm always very keen to take. I do it with the women's tours as well. When players come over, when they've been playing on the Japanese ladies tour or the Korean ladies, you know, there's some value in the, taking these players because you don't know how well they're going to match up against the field. You know, I mean, you know that he's been performing well on his home tour. It's just, but you don't know how he's going to fit in at this level. Is he just going to just like a duck to water almost, you know, and just um, thrive or? It's just, it's just the unknown, but I'm excited to take him and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, I think I think it's one of those ones where, like, I've fallen in this trap a little bit before and it might be a trap, but at 100 whatever to one now, like, exactly. it doesn't matter. Like, if he was, a, you, you'd feel really stupid if he went on and had a really good week um, and, and it was all in front of you and you'd been following it and uh, you didn't do it. So I think that's an absolutely fine bet with me. Folks. Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching and it's now time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the King of Crotch Comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Now I've had the honour of testing out these new boxers and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear I've ever owned. It's so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest into your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LFW20 at Manscaped. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear, it's almost a guarantee to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on a highway to Pleasure Town. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run or strut, these moisture wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce the chafing and the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bath and breaks quick and efficient. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code LFW20 at manscaped.com and that's 20% off and free shipping with LFW20 at manscaped.com. So once the boxes 2.0 touch your sack, you will never go back. Um, final one for you, bro. Yep, last one, uh, Matthew Pavon, 100 to 1, eight places. That was with the each way extra bet365, but I think the best now is 90 to 1 with Sky Bet. Seven places. seven places bet Fred is still 90 to 1. Oh, seven places, brilliant, yeah. That's, that's more than enough. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was just really impressive last time out at the Scandinavian mix. Finished sixth with a horrifically cold putter, ranked eighth on approach, seventh around the green, and second tid green. It's just a great result for him, given that he hasn't been playing that well in recent weeks. I mean, there was a period at the start of the season where he looked he looked destined to break through. He was third at the Raz, sixth in Kenya, and he had some decent performances in South Africa as well. But he was going off like I think it was like forty to one some weeks, like forty-five to one, and that was just go because he he wanted that. He was playing some really solid golf. He, as we said earlier, the field is much stronger for this event, but I think he's he's far too big of a price. He's played here three times, missing the cut twice, and finished 10th back in 2019 when he was in crappy form, which I always like to see. And he is capable of decent putting weeks, and if he hits it like he did last time out, he could be in with a shot. So, yeah, that's my last one. Yeah, well, uh, Jason, I thought you might have been tentative with Matthew Pavon. With, you know, you were quite keen on him early on in the season. I know his form has obviously faltered a little bit, but seems like a, a get-back spot for him. Yeah, again, 
again, I, absolutely. Pavon, I think, you know, uh, Yannick Paul, who yeah. I know you like. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jacques uh, Kruzvik. All, all them, all them around 100, 125, I can, I can see it. Hurley Long, he's been playing well. Ross Fisher, you're absolutely... I think, I think Ross Fisher is absolutely primed to go to the Live Tour. I don't know why. <laughs> he just seems that sort of... You know, he's at the end, he ain't going to win again. He might nick one. Might as well go off and earn four million quid a weekend, might he? Feel, feel like he um, might have missed the boat. He might have been in that earlier. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, probably, probably. You know, you've got you've got plenty there. Um, I genuinely think you're just chasing five places. That's nice. it. Yeah, that's fair uh, enough. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Lucas Lucas Nemich, he's playing well. I can easily see how how you could do that. I mean, I've got load written down. Yeah. Aren't actually playing. <laughs> Brandon Stoner. Brandon Stone for some reason. Yeah. Written down. I thought you know he was fascinating here. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, like I said to you earlier, I'm not going to make excuses. That's that's what I think is that the event. So. Well, it's just I, like, I think it'd be a great event. I just think that it was absolutely different gear. I think and, I think you've learned in the past, Jace, recently, especially this season. You've kind of when you've had a gut instinct feel about a player or two players or whatever, like you did with the US Open last week, like you haven't forced it. I think that's something you've I don't know if you've done personally to make a conscious effort, but when you've they've all fitted the bill for you you've stuck with those one people in it or two people it's kind of what's in your favor yeah look we, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's no right or wrong is there no absolutely none at all you know you can you know you can go and you could back 10 players get three places and you're still betting seven to four your money or something total money or whatever yeah, yeah. four or one so for me on a week like this where i definitely you know couldn't have somebody like louis couldn't have peters jordan don't win um and then as, as you look further and further down, they were just... Perez is what somebody I wanted to be on. And as I texted earlier, you know, there were a few there. But the more and more I looked at it, well, you know, Horschel's could win pulling a truck. And hmm. if he does, then I'm not sure who... If he plays well, I'm not sure who could beat him. No. Um, and, and for me, it's, it's you know, that's that's the way I'm... I'm neither right nor wrong. We'll soon see on Sunday. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? It's not long to wait. Um it is one round longer than the others, all though. But um, there was a couple of players here. Like there was Christopher Broberg, Justin Walters. I thought were interesting. Yeah. Um, both of them are in obviously good form. But in the end, I went back to a, a former flame, which hasn't. It, it seems to go out every time I bet him. But uh, Paul Waring, uh, two hundred to one, he was with seven places now. Hundred and seventy-five, uh, seven places. I still think that's fine. Like he's got a tenth and eleventh on his golf course. Um, he played well last time out of the Scandinavian mix. The, the danger is he tends to flash with a tenth and then do nothing else. Uh, if, if you believe the OWGR, he even finished ninth because they don't include Link Grant. But, um, you know, it's he's he's there. He's got something there. I think he's about to find it. Uh, he's been incrementally better with a putter uh, recently. It's nothing nothing major, but it looks like he's just... It's typical, like you say about basically every golfer, and until they do it, they 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 won't win. But when he marries together the long game and the short game, uh, mm. he can be a real threat. And I think he just gets off his irons. He's got that profile. Like you, you never know quite. Like this course should shoot should suit a really long hitter that's fairly straight off the tee, which is <laughs> most golf courses should suit that these days. But like it seems to be had some plodding types win as well, and he, he can fit both profiles. So. I like it about Paul Waring. I think all the time he's 201, it's just fine. Um, there's, there's loads down here actually at a really big price. Like like Jason said, that it's just cutting out whether you believe they can win or not. And yeah. 
Uh, I don't even necessarily think Paul Waring can win, but I'd certainly think he can place at 175 to one, and, and that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine for me on top of the guys that I've taken at the top. Um, any more on the international open? Or are we quite happy to whiz through that and uh, move on? That's it from me, mate. Anything for you, Jase? No, no, no. As you say, you're, you're absolutely. Right. I think I think that's what it is. I think it's a bundle down there that you could take winners as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at someone like you know Burmis is now going off sixty, whereas he's twenty-two. Yeah. So take the favourite out, okay? But you know he's twenty-two <laughs> in the past. Casillas looks like he's can't be bothered anymore. You know, but it's 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 a really weird event. I think you're right about the consistency of events and 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 then they, them going off to majors and coming back and going off here and going off there and it just is like you say, there's no consistency to it and. To be honest, I think the Toros have a, a massive gratitude to Horschel for mm. turning up to this event. Um, you know, he, he puts the class into it, and yeah, there we are. That's, that's the way. It is. There's one more player I, sh- I will mention, but he's, he's not to win, but maybe in the place markets. It's an amateur, or well, if he's turned pro now, uh, Yannick De Bruyne, who I've been following for quite a while, <laughs> um, and he's. Uh, He's been. Uh, he had a really good finish in the Czech Republic event on the Challenge Tour last last week. He finished eighth. Final round sixty four, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Final round sixty four, and I reckon he might be someone if you want to. If there's a good top forty number uh, above five to one or something, I think he could be worth a bet in that market. Yeah, I, I imagine you and Sky must have like two a.m. Florida time conversations because. Uh, He's on him as Is well. He... He's, no, a, he's, he's had a guy on the De Bruyne as well. And, I've, and mentioned, I've mentioned him to uh, to Sky in the past, actually. He, he loves it. Like he, He'll he'll always religiously want to find someone at 1,000 to 1. And it, yeah. It's one of those things, but there's, there's not a lack of substance to it. Like Even when he missed the cut at the European Open, I think he missed it by one. Uh, and he shot 79 on the final day to miss it, on the, on the second day to miss it. So You're just backing the talent and the ceiling, basically. Yeah, he, he looks like he's got something. He's then shown up on the Challenge Tour. It was a sort of a backdoor finish, but also um good final round to go into your hometown with. So, uh, yeah. yeah, well, don't know his hometown, but his home country. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Yannick De Bruyne is uh, certainly an interesting one. And he's got two backers now. So uh, I, I said <laughs> I'd throw two coffees at it. So we shall see how that goes. Hi, folks. Hopefully you're enjoying this latest Lost Words podcast where we preview the BMW International Open and the Travellers' Championship. But I'd really like to introduce you to our latest podcast partner, Athletic Greens, and their product, AG1. Now, I'm someone that doesn't really take vitamins, nutrients, or anything else, really, that's probably good for me. Um, and that's because I just have a problem with daily routine when it comes to health. Um, it's no doubt a laziness factor, but it's also a doubt as to whether a product is really beneficial to me. I've always just considered them maybe a bit of a placebo effect. But... I'm now on week two of taking AG1, and it's been really beneficial, especially on a recent work trip to New York. Um, normally, I just take this time to you know, get away from routine and, and treat myself, but with the AG1 travel packs, I didn't really have a, you know, an excuse not to take these uh, high-quality vitamins, and you know, 75 of them, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens, you know, it really just helps me every single morning. Like I had more energy during the, the team building days, uh, it helped me keep my jet lag, and that was really essential over a short week. Um, the taste, 
taste is better than I expected. It's somewhat tropical, um, alongside you know the general you know healthy drink taste. And uh, with all the vitamins, minerals, and ingredients in the products, I really didn't expect it to taste that good. So that was really a nice surprise. Um, cost point is obviously going to be a question mark for some people, um, and, it, and it may seem expensive, but generally speaking, it's you know less than three dollars a day. Um, it's an all-in-one solution, so you can get rid of all the other supplements that you might be taking. Um, and that's why they've got 7,000 five-star reviews for the OG1 products. Like, it's it's been trusted worldwide, it's it's cost-effective, and, uh, you know, $3 a day to, to look after yourself really isn't anything. So my favorite type of products are those that are created by people with real-life problems, and, and the founder of um, Athletic Greens had his own gut health problems, and that really just required a complicated supplement routine. Um, and that was costing him $100 a day, and now he's you know, gone out and set up a product, it's three dollars a day, and that's less than a daily coffee, which is, you know, really nothing to ask for. So, it's now time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, uh, with just one scoop in water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different supplements, uh, which definitely suits me to the ground. So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a three one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash LFW. That's athleticgreens forward slash LFW. And then you take ownership of your own health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks, guys. Um, Travelers Championship then. It's, it's, it's been really refreshing this week to have two events where you've just got a real solid bank of course form and current form, I think, just to, to peruse. You can trust the stats that you've been getting recently. Um you know, it's, it's always generally tends to be in this behind the US Open sport. It has been played behind a PGA before as well. I think when Russell Knox won it uh, in 2016. But Jason, generally speaking, the major winners do well uh, coming off that US Open. They do. It's changed quite a bit recently, isn't it? Hmm. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, you've had uh, Ches Reevy and Harris English, who are both third at the US Open. Yeah. Came straight away on and won at this. But before that, you got Bubba, who missed the cut twice at US Open and won it here. Uh, who's 33rd at Memorial, one here. Uh, can't read my writing. Uh, and then there are others, but but recently it does. I mean, the game has changed, there's no question. Um, so maybe we go more recently. I mean, the DJ obviously played the US Open later on in the year when he won here and he was sixth there. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think it's really difficult because you watched yesterday and you, you have to think that um, those that are in contention that, you know, that didn't win... Um, it's going to be hard to, to get back up, but they're, they're bulletproof now, really. Mm. Let's face it. I, I'm not sure that sort of thought. I think the travel is more affecting than, you know, I got beat. It just, I, I don't think they think like that anymore. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but, you know, look, somebody will do really badly and will go, oh, I told you it was the US Open. It wasn't. It's just they played bad. So I'd rather just say, yeah, they're in form, whether they won or not. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to affect Zalatoris, does it? Not winning. No. He comes back every every bloody week. Um, so yeah, it's oh, I think it's fantastic. I can't believe they've got five of the six, um, five of the top six in the world here, um, which yes, I think is incredible after a US Open and certainly US Open like that anyway. Um, I think it's a fantastic event. They're, they're whether, certainly taking an approach here, I think, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, I, whether they yeah whether they're saying yeah you know support the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Having said that, I'm not sure you can tell them what to do, can you? You know. Um, well, I think I think Rory and Justin are uh, sort of a different position. I think they are basically being told what to do, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Scheffler, Cantley, Burns, and all that would turn up either. So, I think both a lot of them are just playing because they're in good form and want to carry it on. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at the, the the market then. So Rory McIlroy is ten to one favourite. Uh, Scheffler eleven to one. JT twelve to one. There's a little bit of a drop off. Cambo sixteens. Burns eighteen. Xander twenties. Um, Brad, I come to you first. Any that kind of tempted you at the top of the market? Um, I think Patrick Cantlay, but I, I I didn't get there. But he, I think if he was 18s, I might have, um, might have had a punt on him. He's just he played well last. I mean, it's good performance away from him, away from the Masters. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, I do think that he's going to build on that, and he's the one that I might regret not taking at the end of the week. Uh, I think he, he does his game fits well here. Um, but yeah, like I said, I couldn't get there at the price. Um, but yeah, he was the one that I feel I might regret not taking. I mean, he shot a 60 here as an amateur, didn't he, on debut uh, when he was 24th. He went 67-60 to sit first after 36 holes. So, uh, And he's only followed that up with 15th, 15th, 11th and 13th place finishes. So clearly a golf course he likes, a uh, style of event that kind of suits him. Roy McIlroy just, it just is what he is. Like, it, if he wins, that's fine. He's 10 to 1. I don't really care. Uh, Scheffler, pretty much the same line of thinking. I'd probably trust Scheffler a little bit more uh, in this situation. JT, not so interested. I thought Burns was interesting. I've got to be honest. I, I, I did I did look at Burns twice. Uh, I don't know what price I really wanted to, to change my mind, but it's just been trending for me. 43rd, 24, 13. Just clearly getting uh, comfortable with the golf course and, and hasn't really had that real low round yet to to vault himself into winning contention uh, at this one. But my first bet comes at Keegan Bradley at 35 to 1. And I, it's the same thing I had the last time me and you, Brad, did Keegan Bradley. Like, <laughs> I felt, I think it was a Wells Fargo, wasn't it? I think it was probably about a similar price. Um, yeah. Felt a little bit grubby about it, but he just looks so good. Like, he just, he just looks in great form this year. He didn't fall away last he, week. He could have done. He's around a little bit didn't he and it's one of those ones where you go oh he's only a putting week away and you go yeah but i'm only a uh, you know a driver away from actually being able to play golf and he literally puts <laughs> the same level as me so yeah, me um, both. it's it's uh it's tough like you know he done everything you want him to do like he was fourth in tees green last week he was first in strokes game approach that was a big bounce back from a couple of weeks where he struggled with his irons uh he's played well at this golf course in the past he's what is he top seven on tour tips over the last 15 weeks in terms of current form in amongst those of fifth, eighth, fourth, second, and seventh place finishes, just just everything. Like it's just it's just a full package. Like he's got a second here. Uh, I can't remember how he lost that one now, but he shot a final round 67, so it, it wasn't a bad effort. And he's got an eighth place finish. And before that, he'd made six straight cuts here. Uh, well, he made his first nine cuts here before missing the last two, which is maybe a little bit of concern. I don't know if they've maybe just changed something that's uh, doesn't suit him. But the first round of, of 20. 20, yeah, 2020, he opened with a 67, was 33rd after day one, and then missed the cut. And then the second round, he shot a 67 in 2021. Uh, so he just seems to have those good call, uh, good rounds that he just leaves himself a bit much to do with uh, one of the bad rounds. So hopefully the form he's in, he's not going to have that ejection, uh, and it'll be a 68, should have been a 64, rather than a 72, should have been a 76. But um, yeah, just love everything about Keegan Brady. I just think the win's there. I was really, really... I really admired the way he responded to the crowd. Like they, they obviously gave him some support throughout the day, and the amount of putts he missed yesterday to, to really take himself out of contention, and he, he could have just stropped and he played up to the Boston crowd, and and I like that. I'd like to see people play like that, and he's not too far away now from, uh, from there as well. So no reason he can't keep those good vibes going. 
Um, and then no, no. I will get us off. I think we're all on the same player here, uh, us and the rest of the world. So we might as well just <coughs> get the get the consensus off. Uh, Seamus Power, tied ninth and tied 12th in two of his last three starts. Uh, both of those have been in major championships. So 27th for the Masters, 9th for the PGA, 12th last week. He was he played well at the match play. Uh, he was 11th last week in his irons. He's made three of his four cuts here, and he was 19th last year and was fourth after 36 holes. Jason, that's all I've got to say on Seamus Power. What would you like to add? Um, I mean, you've covered you've covered the form that you can see. He goes in little sort of spurts, three or four or five um, uh, event runs that he does really well at. I mean, we were, we were on a couple of times last year, I think. Was It, it might have even been before that. Um, but last year he went on top 10 finishes, didn't he? He went on a run, Byron Nelson, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere. Uh, tied them at Mike Coba, which goes in with uh, Harris English and Bryce Garnett, yeah. who were first and third, first and fourth last year. They've both got it. Um, that was last year. He's been, as you say, he's been fantastic this year. You know, he opened up with a 71 at the Tournament of Champions, which left him down the field. He ended up midfield, top three in the Sony. Fourth in for um, uh, sort of Lakinta, if you like. The die influenced American Express. You've got Knight at Pebble, which works fine. Um, like you say, he strings three or four results together, so don't worry about miscutting your field. Yeah. Last week, um, 11th for approach and greens in reg, top 10 in putting. You know, on a course like that. Um, back here, where he's improved for miscut 36, 66, and 19th. He's, uh, he's lightly raced for a man of his age. Uh, he's 35 years old, but he's only really had seven years as a, a inverted commas, proper professional. Yeah, um, yeah, he's very impressive, isn't he? Well, I, I just like the fact. I remember distinctly from from the last year that that when he hits form, he just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. I think, I can't remember the event I was on quite strongly, uh, and I think he should have won it. Um, I can't remember it was. Um, I sort of faded. I don't know what happened uh, on the Sunday. I think I was away on holiday and I just kept refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. <laughs> um, <laughs> might have been the RSM. He's full for the RSM. I can't remember which one it was. Um, yeah, that's it. What more do you want? He's, he's playing well. He's playing in top class. And job done. I think he's got a fantastic chance here this week after last. Yeah, I think he's a bit like Adam Long. The, the name's misleading. He isn't He isn't the longest hitter out there. So. Oh, yeah. Can we do that again? Because that went down well last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Power and Long, uh, not, not the longest hitters. And uh, this course certainly and suits that. Wise isn't very clever. And Aaron yeah. Wise is very clever. So we, we've hit the trifecta there. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we can. I'm going to scroll down the rest of the field in a minute and try and find another one, which won't be quite as funny. But uh, Brad, your thoughts on Seamus Power on top of all that? Yeah, no, I agree. If you've covered it all, really, uh, just then two brilliant displays in recent majors mainly caught my eye, and it just goes to show really how far he's come as a player since breaking through last year. And he's he's shown on multiple occasions that he can contend in these type of events. Like his maiden win at the Barbasols, 21 under, his third. At Sony Open 19 under was his score, and tied eight for the John Deere Classic, which is 15 under. Pebble Beach 13 under. It's like they're, they're similar winning totals to what we expect this week. Yeah. And he's just he's played at this course four times, and he's he seems to he seems to improve. I think he's only missed the cut once, which was on his debut. And uh, yeah, he was I think he was fourth after two rounds before falling away um, over the weekend to 19. So that's always encouraging to see and. Yeah, he's proved he can score well round here. He arrives this year, a much more developed player. He's got that PGA Tour title to his name now. And uh, yeah, I like his chances. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. I th- there's nothing really more to add. I think no. people won't need to be uh, convinced too much by Sheamus' power. Um, I'm going to come on to Brian Harmon, and it's, it's strange to think that Brian Harmon's overdue, but he, it feels like he is overdue a, a really decent week. And you look at the fact he won in 2014, then he won again in 2017, hasn't won since. Um, but he's, he's halfway to his fourth t- uh, tenth place finishes already this season. He's got another probably 15 events to go. He's already got that third place finish uh, at the Amex, which is a, a golf course we like to, uh, to combine in this. And he was better at the US Open than his final figures obviously show. He finished 43rd, but uh, he was right up there. I think he was inside the top eight for the first two rounds and 17th after three. Um, top 10 in course form, top 18 in current form last 15 weeks. Well, I have a hard time thinking Brian Harmon wins golf tournaments, and that's a bad thing to do when you're bet on 50 to 1. But I, do, I, I just think there's decent value. I think it's a perfect golf course for him to win on. Um, he's obviously shown that by by his course form um, in his four top eight finishes here, and he's coming back off the open the US Open where he's played well. He didn't he didn't in the end. He finished tied forty third, but he started it well, and and that was enough to keep the uh, the momentum for me. And that's it. It's just there's all around this kind of fifty to seventy to whatever range. I think this is uh, the the best place to find someone, whether it uh, whether it pays off that way. But that, that's just the way I'm thinking. So, uh, Jason, I think you're a Brian Harmon as well. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. There's a week where I actually quite like uh, Brian Harmon and uh, Billy Horshaw. That's just like, <laughs> like you say, it's it's not obvious. it's not hidden, is it? It's fairly obvious. Yeah. Um, looking further into it, I like the fact that he won at the John Deere, which is uh, Jordan Spieth won twice there before winning here in 2017. Um, Pete Dye forms great third to eighth places at Sawgrass. He's got um, places at the La Quinta Complex. Um, like you say, he's got form here. He's playing all right. He was eighth at halfway over the weekend. That was good. Because like you say, you know, you know, just always look. You know, it's on tour tips, as you say. You just hover over. Yeah. Hover over their recent form. And it tells you where they were per round. So it's quite interesting to see that, that you know, that's where he was. Um, obviously going to get blown away over the weekend, especially on the Saturdays. That's fine. He's not going to expect to have won. It's not going to have hurt him at all. No. Um, yeah. You know, 50s is a bit there, given the strength at the top. But, but it's almost warranted, yeah. isn't it? It's just what price can you make him is how I feel about Bradley, yeah. really. Brian Harmon, as you say. It, yeah. If you just look at the form, you go, yeah, fair enough, 50s. Yeah. And then when you put the name next to it, you go... Ugh. Oh, well, 100s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but it's all there in front of you. And, yeah. and the only worry I'd have now, having spoken to you like, like before, um, when we were talking, is is when you do look at that lot of that power, yeah, fair enough. But when you look at it and you've got Davis Riley, Mito Pereira, we were speaking about this earlier. Yeah. Mark Richman is a lot tougher. Um, you know, I'm now starting to doubt myself. <laughs> um, because obviously you've got Riley and Pereira and Marston, you know, more, um, uh, have more upside to them, you know, going forward. But it may not be the case. It may be, maybe it will be experience and the likes of Leachman and Harmon come through. Um, but I agree with you. What else can you do with him? You know, you ain't got a choice, have you? No, no, I agree. Are you? We kind of skipped over to talk about. Are you going to Scotty Scheffler again, or are you, are you letting that go? Yeah, I think Scheffler's the one to beat. Yeah, I think Scheffler's the one to beat. And and again, well, I can't really back at eleven to one to the one here. Um, yeah, you know, look, there, there's nothing to say about Scheffler really. Everybody knows, everybody knows what he's doing. But again, you look further into it. Obviously, won the Masters. Bubba Watson, who's won here twice, has won. Yeah, plenty enough green jackets. Uh, Mark Leishman does really well at Augusta. He's obviously won here. 
um, and he was third here behind Harris English last year. Um, Harris English was third at the Phoenix Open. That was Scotty's first victory. Uh, Reeve's obviously got runner-up at Arizona as well. So I think everything that Scotty Sheffield does is just great. And, and the problem with him is he doesn't have that I'm great vibe, does he? No. You know, Rory does. <laughs> Jordan's got that, that those you know those weird assets of his, and and uh, even JT, you know, he's there giving it all the giving it all the blarney. Um, and Scott doesn't, and I think that's what's really hard. But watching him last week, I think he missed. Oh, he was missing quite a few on. Was it Friday? Saturday? I think it's Friday. He was missing quite a few, and I thought, oh, do you know what? And I, I was, I was really I, for some reason I felt for him, and I went, oh, this is going to be one where he's going to fail. He's going to do an inverted comment to a John Rahm or something and fade away. And and I, I would. Should he have won? Eh, maybe he was six under when he halfway through Sunday. Yeah. Difficult track. I thought he played really, really well, and, and um, um, the way he's kept it going since, well, the entire season, to be honest. Yeah. Got one missed cut at, at the PGA. Everything else, all right, straw grass was crap, but everything else is just top grade, and yeah, I, I, I can see him in another two this year, no problem. Yeah, no. yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I don't see a reason why he would stop winning. Doesn't suggest that he will. He had a chance, like you say, last week, um, mm. and and yes, he didn't take it, but. Uh, that doesn't mean he, know, he won't again. Uh, we know he can now, which is the main thing. If, if it had been another, if he hadn't won yet, and that was another opportunity, you'd, you'd maybe question it. But he's done what he needs <laughs> to do. Now. Sorry, last year's pod. This time last year, quote you, Jeff was bound to win at some stage. There you go. Now, when we think, when we think that's just a year ago, yeah, he's now really clear number one because he's not he's not fading away, is he? When, no. You know, when Rory does something, or Morikawa, well, Morikawa does the odd thing. So when he does something or Ram does something, Sheffler is right there. He's not going away. And I find that really difficult. I, I think he's been the most impressive number his one temperament. recently. He's got an elite temperament, you know, which separates him from quite a few. You know, yeah. He's just he's so steady and in contention. It's it's unreal. Yeah. Um, my fi- uh, Well, maybe my final one, I'm not sure yet, but Brendan Steele. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Phoenix Open because that's obviously something that links pretty well for him. Third, fifth, sixth. Um, at the Phoenix Open, I think there's a couple more other finishes. Well, they're just the, the top three. He's played here 11 times, missed three cuts, but then whenever he does make the cut, uh, he's played incredibly well. And the, the best finishes are fifth and sixth, but otherwise, there's nothing worse than 25th. And it, it just means I think Brendan Steele is going to be there at the weekend. Uh, he's fifth over the last 15 weeks, gone to tour six, and his strokes going tee to green in this field. And I think he's also in the side of top eight. Yes, he is eighth. Uh, in strokes gain approach as well so golf courses that suit Brendan Steele seem to pop up every year uh, no reason that won't happen again in the form that he's in he's just finished uh, 10th the Memorial 9th for the PGA 13th for the players um, he went for a really bad stage at the start of the season missed his first five cuts and then just ever since then he's he's had a couple of you know, middling finishes but otherwise uh, been really really solid so I really like Brendan Steele and then over to you Brad on to Joel Damon um, well, gonna go to the, the leash first, actually. Oh, the leash first, okay. The leash, yeah. So I backed leashman at sixty to one, um, and there was just signs of life from him last week at the US Open. He just hasn't really put in a performance for a while now. Uh, he finished fourteenth and was twenty-first on approach. That's the best he's hit his irons since I think the Tournament of Champions back in January. So that's just the boost he needs coming into one of his favourite events on the calendar. 
He's played it 11 times, missed a cut only once, won it back in 2012, ninth in 2016 and third last year, along with a couple of top 20s. So it's been a good hunting ground for him over the years. And I'm just banking on him, building on that performance from last week, really, with a hope that he can get back into the winner's circle. Because it's mad to think his last time he won in was 2020. Uh, it just seems like far too long. Because I think he's a class act, so yeah, it was an easy choice for me at sixty to one. I just, I just, I said to you before, I think Leishman. I just, I, I never believe it's going to last, and it's, it's really hard because it's never, there's never any foundations it's built on. He just seems to play well, and then disappear. And I, I don't know if it's like a motivation thing. He likes just going around on his, uh, on his uh, whatever it is, lawnmower, and, and cutting his greens and chipping areas and living the life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, it feels like he's not a hard practicer. Is what was what I'm trying to get. At. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's tough to know, isn't it? It, it really? does it does keep his price out, is what I would say. Like he he, yeah. he always seems to be decent value, which is why we always have a discussion about Marley. You know, previous major winner, you know he can do it. That's the thing. And if he does right. decide he wants to really contend or show up one week, he, he's, he's gonna if he's in contention, he's gonna give you a run. I think I, I, that's the way I see it. And he's and he's been there and done that. So I think at sixty to one at one of his like. His favourite course is on tour. It's, uh, it's a, it was a bit of a no-brainer, given yeah. he showed last week. Yeah, oh, I like that. And then on to Joel Damon. Yeah, Joel Damon, um, another player coming off a successful US Open last week. He was leading the way after two rounds, fell away over the weekend, but still managed to finish tied 10th, which equals his best ever finish at a major. And he's openly said in the past he believes he isn't good enough to win a major. But after seeing his interview with Golf.com, if you haven't seen that, I would recommend it. After he finished last week, um, I think the attitude might be changing somewhat. He's he's such a laid-back guy. He's a guy to root for. I do believe he could maybe go to the next level. Obviously, you'll say that for a lot of people. But I suppose for that to happen, he has to start to believe in him, believe it himself. Yeah. But I think it's results like these that can really help with that. And he was he was first for accuracy last week, fourth on approach, and fifth tee to green, which caught the eye big time. Um, played here four times, missing the cut once with finishes of 62nd, 43rd and 20th. So he's improving with every visit, which you always like to see. And last time here, he carded rounds of 67, 68, 68 and 65, which was only enough to finish 20th, which highlights how low you have to go here if you do want to contend. <laughs> um, he is capable. He had like a second with a score of 19 under at the John Deere Classic back in 2018, which is, is always a good comp for this one so yeah i was surprised to see him in the triple digits after his display i don't think you can get triple digits anymore i got my 100 to 1 i think 90 to 1 bet fred i still think that's a big price um given like his performance last week and also how much he's come on as a player over the last couple of years yeah i do think joel damon is a different prospect to the player we used to talk about where i think me and jason were quite questioned his kind of approach to the game and and he just didn't care enough and you know that's that's fine sometimes it works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't i think he's dedicated himself a little bit more now and, and that seems to be paying dividends um there was a again a bit like the the international opener there was a couple of guys that I really considered i thought the fact that harris english made a cut on his first start back was interesting uh a golf course that i think he can play well at his ball striking was okay uh probably a little bit too early which is reflecting the price of 125 and 100 to one but certainly wouldn't be surprised if he's up there uh, at some point during the week. Sahith Thagalo, you're talking about the, the Phoenix Open link, that mm-hmm. could be uh, one of interest. Nick Hardy, just played really well last week, don't know whether he's a type that can carry that on. Um, 
And then Chris Gotterup was just someone that, that really caught my eye just when I was looking through Torty. It was just because of the, the ball striking. Uh, just, you know, out of nowhere, he, he finished 8th in T to green last week. Um, and he was 15th in strokes gain approach as well, which is just a really solid week. And yeah, I don't want to put too much emphasis on that. But, you know, his first four starts as a professional, uh, he's, he's missed two cuts. But otherwise, he's finished 7th at the Puerto Rico Open and 43rd at the US Open. And in the US Open, got me. Sorry, Tom, is he still an amateur at Puerto Rico? Uh, that's a good question. Thought he was. I think he was. Yeah. I remember talking about him the week after. Yeah, maybe he was still a uh, still an amateur there. Um, so his first four tournaments, um, seventh and forty third in those. And to me, like he had a sixty nine in round two. He had one disappointed day with seventy five on Saturday, but he's finished above Homer, Neiman, Patrick Reed, Kepka, Hatton. You know, of the guys that made the cut, forgetting all the guys that missed the cut. Um, and he's 400 to 1. Like, we've seen guys play well here early on in their career before. Uh, 400 to 1, eight places. Christopher Gotterup just seems to, like you said to me earlier, Brad, seems to be mm-hmm. taken to the professional game pretty well. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. So, yeah. I, I think he would be my final selection. But, gents, anything more for you guys on the Travellers' Championship? No, uh, nothing for me. I like, I like Gaurav. I think he's well well worth one to follow, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Aaron Rye might go well. Yeah, I thought about him. Again, I'm not sure. Um, you know, again, he, he loves a bit of tree line, doesn't he? He loves a bit of, you know what he's like. He loves a bit of care and a bit of attention. And then he goes <laughs> and does well at farms or something. He does. Um, and the other one I looked at, and I can't possibly back him, is Alex Smalling, who I know you've been on, mm-hmm. I think, Brad, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, over the last three months, he's 17th in total driving, 8th in ball striking, 10th in greens in reg. We know he's got no short game. Um, but in Canada, that result was, uh, is actually a bit fake. He was uh, three under 10th hole of his last round, and he bogeyed five of his last seven. So it's a lot better. I mean, uh, what comparison we've got, I don't know, to Canada. Um, all that St. George's course. But um, it was just sad. I don't know why. It was just something about him that made me think maybe I can shove him in as a top 20 or something. But hit him and Ryan, him and Ryan, I tell you what, him and Ryan got her up for top something. Or other mm. Top, top people named Chris. Top 30 treble or something. Yeah, sounds good to me. And the other one person I wanted to just, before I sign off, I thought Keith Mitchell was showing a, a bit of form again. Um, mm. And he, he had that top 10 finish at the Phoenix earlier. I know he was in a lot better form, but... 18th for the Memorial, 7th for the Canadian Open, 34th at the PGA. Just some really, really strong finishes again. So a guy that could be coming back into form. And I'm pretty sure he has shown some form here. If I just bring it up uh, on sort it, there must have been something that caught my eye about Keith Mitchell. Uh, I might be making this up at the same time. Let's have a look. Keith Mitchell was missed the last two cuts and finished 56th on debut. So course form not great, um, but maybe the links are decent enough. Um, but if everyone's happy, we'll summarise our picks there. Yep. Yep. So for me, I had Bernd Wiesberger at 25 to 1, Pablo Leraf about 35 to 1, Schneider at 80s, I think it was for the, the seven places, Ross Fisher at 100 to 1, and Paul Waring at 175 to 1, seven places. For me, uh, in the BMW International Open, Chase, I'll come to you first there. Uh, Victor Perez is the only wager, and this dude across the card double. Who's, who's in the cross card double? Sheffler uh, and, uh, and Perez. And uh, Horshaw. And Horshaw, okay, excellent. And Brad, your uh, selections in the International Open? 
took Samuda 100 to 1 six places. The best about now is 90 to 1 bet Fred seven places. Uh, Kazuki Higa 100 to 1 um, seven places bet Fred and Paddy. Uh, Matthew Pafon 100 to 1. Uh, the best now is 90 to 1 with Sky Bet. Yep, no, I like those a lot. Um, and then coming over to the Travellers, I've gone very very obvious with my selections, but I just don't think it's a week to, uh, to go too far from the grain. So Keegan Bradley at 35 to 1, Brian Harmon and Seamus Power both at 50 to 1, uh, Brendan Steele at 70 to 1, and then Chris Gosser up at 400 to 1 with eight places. Uh, just hit the ball really well last week, and young players can play well here. So, Jace, your selections for the Travellers, please. Yeah, boring. Scottish um, <laughs> Chef, Brian Harmon, Seamus Power. But yeah, I like you, Chris Gosser up shout in some way. Um, Aaron Riot, I've just got a feeling this is his course. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex Smalley, if he can just borrow a par um, <laughs> for something. Yeah. Nope, like that. And Brad, finally, for your uh, selections of Travellers. Yeah. I'm with you both. With same as Power, 50 to 1. Uh, Leishman, 60 to 1. And uh, Joel Damon, 100 to 1. We've got a, we've got a, 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 a sounds like a Harley featuring in the podcast at the end there. Um, I will just point everyone in the direction <laughs> of. Um, the podcast I did with Peter Uline, uh, already getting some lovely comments on uh, from Twitter about that. Um, ha ha. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a very transparent interview. Um, he, he was straight to the point. I asked him the questions I wanted to ask. He answered them very candidly. Um, I don't expect people to change their mind about the live tour and things, but I do think there is a little bit more uh, to the decision making and, and some positivity that he can take out of it that others may not think of. Um, as I said before, if, if, if you're not that way inclined in thinking that you i don't think it's going to change your mind but i do think it was a, a refreshingly open and honest interview so uh one i think that is worth going to check out but other than that gents any or any other order of business or are we all ready to go on to next week all good anything for you jace no no we're all great Cool. All right, mate. It's, uh, it's one of them, isn't it? It is one of them. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good week. I, I don't feel so major fatigued, maybe because I didn't have anyone in the final round and, and you know, just, yeah. just cheered on fits and enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to this week and I uh, hope our selections come in. So be lucky, everyone, and we'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm.